Greetings, this is the Inspector, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night, streaming into your human ear holes. Enjoy! We will begin an advanced invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It will make us duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that we will give you witchcraft. You think me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Bye bye Saturday night. Good evening, everybody. It's TalkCast 200, and it's multi-dimensional drink-it-yourself night here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Deep in Area 51 on the sub-level 21 promenade adjacent to the slippery Jim DeGriz slip-and-slide pachinko parlor and across the corridor directly from Tiny Timmy's Galactic Goose Jerky Shack, I am the Dome. Joining the TalkCast tonight are some of the usual suspects. In the Revere Time Vortex, violent soundboard vixen, president of technicalness, bottle in her hand, oft times outspoken, occasionally awesome, potentially outspoken, normally outspoken, Kriana. That was so eloquent. You know, I get there. I get there. That's really all that matters. From the stacks of her personal silent zone in the dank dungeon reading room, staff writer for Better Homes and Critters E-Zine, she's got robots and books and cats who may, may or may not be mechanical and may or may not have bitten someone and may or may not be fun, but when she remembers to unmute herself, she can be quite interesting. It is the Zombrarian. I was, I remembered, I just, I didn't hit the button right. I am a technical master. <laughs> Evidently, yes. As Hex used to say, this technical bitch is mine. Evidently not, though. And, and, and joining us because I sent her an IM this morning and said, can you be on the show tonight? And she went, yeah, I'll do that for you. And, and then we, she said, why? But it was too late. Our very, very favorite artiste and, and beautiful woman and... The incredible, lovely, wonderful, vivacious, and, and talented Julie Mayer. Julie, 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 welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Hi. And Julie's Hi. on the show because she's going to be at GraniteCon this weekend with us. Of course I am. Well, by the time you hear this show, she will have been at GraniteCon with us. For one day. And, and we will be eagerly awaiting day two. Day two, exactly. And while she's going to be there at the uh, artist assemblage, where you can buy her really incredibly cool stuff. By the way, she's bringing two or three Harley Quinns just for somebody. Just for you, Dome, babe. Oh, just for oh. you. And all kinds of other stuff and some jewelry and stuff from Wicked Little Studios. Is that coming along as well? Well, we've got a ton of new stuff, actually, that we've started selling this year. We have, of course, my original illustrations, and I'm always open for commissions. And then we also have um, prints, of course, of original illustrations slash commissions. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have hand-done jewelry that is actually really kind of cool and unique, and it's hard to explain, but it's mostly braided silk cord that you wrap around with 
glass and various other types of beads and it just looks really cool and you need to see it to believe it um, and then my new business partner Kendra who joined me officially at the start of the year this year semi-officially at Rhode Island last year um, she does amigurumi and it's got, it's gotten really cool because I mean as you guys know I am like a hardcore sci-fi nerd I you are I am, I am. I mean, I know every lyric to the Ewok Celebration song, and the fact that there are no lyrics in the Ewok Celebration song at the end of the DVD pisses me off. But aside from that, well, uh, I actually, she started doing just um, The Tenth Doctor, and she sort of went from there, and she and I are both big Whovians, and it was kind of how, uh, one of those weird things about our friendship, where it was like, wait, you're into Doctor Who too? Yes, I'm not alone! But I told her she should probably try making um, Jane Cobb from Firefly, and she'd oh. actually never watched Firefly. So you needless to say, to I once again recruited yet another brown coat. Mwahaha. And uh, after 13 episodes, she messaged me and goes, why didn't I know about this show? And I'm like, well, because you're not as cool as me. Tell her she's going to love season two. I, I did do that, and then I handed her Serenity, and she's like, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of are, but it's okay. Yeah. Well, like, right, like, none of us have ever done that. Wink, wink, well, wink. Well, yes, but still. I think all of us have done that. I think that's kind of like the joke. I've never done that. Because <laughs> you're a nice person, and we're all horrible. Yeah. Yeah. No, now Pretty I'm much. thinking about who I know who hasn't actually watched both. Who I can do that to. <laughs> it's funny, because, like, at first I thought it was, like, such a widespread thing that anybody in, like, the geeky community had seen it. Sort of like Doctor Who. And then in, like, 2006, and I realized how few people had seen it or even knew it was a thing. And I'm like, what? Uh? So it, it was mostly me handing uh, Series 1 and then Firefly all the DVDs of Firefly to people at the same time, usually. Absolutely. And I think I've actually bought, like, ten copies of Firefly <laughs> at this point, because it never winds up getting back to me. Josh Weird. Weedon, I wonder you. why. Yeah, well, yeah, God bless Walmart and the $5 rack. Because <laughs> that's <laughs> what I can afford. Oh. Woo! Oh. That being said, Julie's open to commissions, everyone. I am! I am. And she's I'm pretty awesome. You should see her knitting doozer. Which well, he's, he's not really knitting. He had, he had a fail moment. That's true. <laughs> it, it was basically what would... I put the doozer having him look like uh, what would happen if I tried to knit, which is absolute failure. And that is what happens in the episode. <laughs> so without actually... Just include... like the one who goes, I Knitting! I oh my gosh, you're right! Oh no yeah, absolutely. Well, I channeled my childhood without even knowing it! <laughs> you did. You did. That's what makes you so awesome. Well, part of the problem is I'm sitting there and I'm working on it the entire time. Like, dance cares away. Now he's for another. <laughs> Damn it! I, I was dancing just then. Yeah. I actually used to have my ringtone on my phone was the Fraggle Rock theme. It was that for, like, my entire senior year of high school. Absolutely. Nice. Why not? And joining joining you in Artist Alley are going to be people like Peter Vinton Jr. Oh, I love Peter. 
Me too. And Jackie Musto. I'm, I'm, I'm only going to talk about people who were on the show. That's it. And uh, Sarah Richard. And, yep. and, and there was somebody else I wanted to mention. Jason? Nicole? Karen Goslin. <laughs> we're all coming up with different names. And yes, that's perfect. George O'Connor. This is going to be great. Uh, it's be Can great, I just name great, people great. that... I don't sure. know if they've been on the show or not. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. All right. Well, Jason Casey is going to be there. He yeah. actually is going to be uh, two tables away from me. So if you see Jason's big thing, you'll see my thing. Wait, um, where are we on the map? Uh, they didn't put us on the map. What? Uh, the I was talking to Shadonda today just about that, actually. And I said, why are we not on the map? And he's, well, because there are three podcasts that are going to be there. You've got the biggest table of the three. I went, that's fine then. Yeah, see, isn't that all that matters? Exactly. I, I just need to find where your guys' booth is, so when my phone dies, I can charge my phone back up so I can run credit cards. Uh, <laughs> what? I, I don't have a plan or anything. I don't know. No, not at all. About. Absolutely not. Um, but, so Jason Casey, Peter Vinton, like you guys said, of course, Sarah Richard, uh, Nicole's going to be there, Scott Hamilton of Hamiltoons, uh, Aaron oh. Wood is going to be there. Rhiannon McCullough's going to be there. Rhiannon's going to be there. Yay, I love her. Uh, Karen Hallian's going to be there, who, if you guys don't know who she is, oh my god. I was so nervous when I found out we were in the same row at Boston Comic Con, because I'm like, they put the two fangirls who draw Doctor Who and Disney in the same row. <laughs> oh my god, I'm not going to make any money, because she's so talented. You know what's scary? I didn't even notice her. I have no idea who you're talking about, but I was there, and I saw you. Well, here's the thing is, I love her work so much, I own her stuff. Like, she posts things, and I, like, send it out to my girlfriend, and I'm like, I need this, and, when you know, I get it. Uh, I know. Well, for Christmas, I wound up getting a great t-shirt that's uh, the TARDIS with the doctor's hand reaching out to take Cinderella's hand. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, it's a great, great design. I love it. And my Grandmother went and didn't tell me she had bleach in the washing machine when I went oh, over. No! It was brand new. I was heartbroken. And thankfully, Threadless wound up doing a uh, another print run of it because it had sold out in my size. And I was like, oh, yay! So I got a new one that my mom actually made my grandmother pay for, to which I was like, yes! Uh... <laughs> So I took the wrecked one and I got Karen to sign it for me. So that was really cool. And she's local too. She's from Massachusetts. So that's even better. But I was like, yeah, uh, I'm a nerd. Anyway, I, I, I had guess. My, And then my thought ran away. <laughs> but Aaron Wood's going to be there. And uh, Nicole Marie Jean is going to be there. Who's an amazing cosplayer. A bunch of tons of cosplayers. I could go on about cosplayers forever because I love them to death. And they're one of the reasons I even have a career. Uh, basically, them and you guys are pretty much why I have a career at this point. Oh, uh, thank you, sweetie. Oh, yeah. You have a career. You have a career because you're freaking talented. Yeah, I do. Okay, shit. Okay. You draw stuff good. You do. Yeah, you absolutely do. Now, there's also going to be a bunch of media guests there as well. Oh my, my god, yes. My favorite. My favorite, and for reasons that are best left unsaid at this point are the duo of Rob Paulson and Jess Harnell, uh, who are the voice actors for two of the three Animaniacs. I'm actually, I'm working on a sketch of the Animaniacs right now, you know. 
No way. <laughs> so you might need to buy it and have them sign it for you. I might. I just okay. might. But, uh, you know, those those guys and the ever-popular Richard Horvitz, who uh, we met last year at Rock and Shock, uh, I mean, these guys are just the greatest voice actors around. And there's a bunch of other ones as well. But uh, holy crap, I can't wait. I cannot <laughs> wait for that. What? What are you giggling about? I'm giggling because I'm reading set phasers to lull while you guys are listing people who are going to Criticon. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one. There are Christopher Eccleston is telling the Dalek that he's called the un- oncoming storm. And then there's a Dalek weather map. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Sorry. I oh, thought no, I was muted. media still doesn't translate. <laughs> Dalek weather map with Christopher Eccleston all over it. <laughs> and best part is she thought she was muted. That sounds like the sort of thing I would do, actually. Pretty much. So anyhow, it is the 28th and 29th if you're listening live. That's this weekend. If you're listening on Saturday, you missed the first day already. Uh, so check it out uh, tomorrow at the center of New Hampshire in Manchester. And we are looking forward to having one hell of a good time. It's a local con for us. There's not a lot of traveling for us, or at least for me. <laughs> and uh, grr. Grr. and I got to tell you, it's one of my favorite cons because it's this is the biggest it's ever been. Oh, yeah. And I cannot wait to see it uh, in this particular form. Absolutely. It's their, it's their 10th anniversary show. Right. Um, and... For those who know me at all, um, you guys know I'm usually at Double Midnight for Free Comic Book Day. And you have been just, for the past five years, yeah. Well, uh, three years now. And um, for me, at least. And uh, they did their big 10-year anniversary this year for their Free Comic Book Day. So it's really... It was huge this year. Oh it God. was. And it's really like their big 10-year thing. So they're doing it with Granite State. And, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've got to say this name. Uh... I have to lose a geek card. I apologize. Dome, I will hand it to you when I get okay. to the show. Uh, Ethan Van Shriver is going to be there. Oh, so that's right. <laughs> get your butts to New Hampshire because he is never in New England anymore. He does not come up north of the Mason-Dixon line much. <laughs> yeah, good point. And I love Ethan. He is Wait, isn't Ben Templesmith going to be there as well this year? Who? Ben Templesmith? Uh, yeah, Ben is going to be there from what I've heard. My God, and I mean, he rarely leaves... Uh... His house. Yeah. <laughs> well, Craig Rousseau, Katie Cook, um, Mike Raish, Blair Shedd, J.K. Woodward. I'm trying to think of who else. Um, Anyway, things are going to be happening. Things are going to be happening. It's a crazy, awesome show. Um, You snooze, you lose. And if you're not there, you're a loser. And if you are a fan at all of things like My Little Pony or Doctor Ah, Who... okay. There are... Don't go hating on the Bronies and the Pegasisters. I have to a little. No, you do, there's no need for hating in fandom. Just because it's not your cup of tea doesn't but mean... But it's fun. My fandom is not your fandom, and that's okay. Exactly. But I feel like anyone who is sporting hooves, I'm going to give them a wide berth. 
Literally a wide berth? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Amy Fletcher. I forgot. She's making her return to Artist Alley. Is she? She is. amazing. I feel so bad. I didn't think of that first. Oh, I'm sorry, Sid. She hates you now. No. She doesn't really. I hope not, because I love her. Everyone is happy. (laughs) Okay. But, um, no, so there's, like, a lot of artists from IDW. There'll be artists from DC, artists from Marvel, artists from, like, everywhere, basically. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what I got. She's so excited words fail her. That actually happens a lot, where it's just I fall over my own two feet, and I'm feeling kind of guilty being on... A show called Sci-Fi Saturday Night with what I've been drawing so much lately. <laughs> Don't worry. Are there hooves I, involved? First off, I am a Pegasus sister, so... I didn't even know that was a word. Yeah, I am. I'm a Pegasus sister. I went as Pinkie Pie for Halloween. I don't know what that means. I was one of the ponies. I'm um, sorry. Wait, I'm Halloween hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it was last year. Oh, <laughs> Right. That's not fair. You can't confuse me like that. It's so easy to do, though. Um, Okay, so I have a question for you. Yes. Okay, where can you go to see the stars of the movie Sharknado and Joey Fatone in the same room? Does it matter? I have a guess. But either way, it's Is it Rockin' Shock? (laughs) It is indeed. (laughs) I was going to say the seventh circle of hell, but <laughs> it's basically the same thing. It's going to be in Worcester Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, October 18th and 19th. And maybe it's not Sunday. Maybe it's just the 18th and 19th. No, it's three days. Maybe it's seven days. No, it's only three no? days. Okay. But, you know, yeah, Joey Fatone's going to be there for what reason? I don't know. But Joey Fatone probably he's actually for the like really part. into art and stuff and tattoos. So yeah, it could be like like in sync Joey Fatone. That guy, yeah, that guy. <laughs> he's going. He's going. Hang on, wait, the... I, we might have to go. <laughs> he's going wait, but, for the shock part of Rock and Shock. But he's going to be between Robert England from Nightmare on Elm Street Badass. and Patrick from Terminator Two. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Think I mean, that, <laughs> the whole boy band thing is pretty scary, but I know. And so, uh, no. You think they should have gotten at least a Backstreet Boy in there? Well, that would have yeah. been way scarier than exactly <laughs> my point. Yeah, but Joey Fatone has actually been like relevant, sort of, in the last couple of years. How so? so? He's been in a couple of movies. Exactly. Really? Which movies has he been in? I missed this. He's he's kind of like my guilty pleasure in my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Does not explain why he's at Rock and Shock. Okay, but according to the list that I got from the dead redhead who is going to Rock and Shock for the forty fifth year in a row, evidently. She wanted Gunner, everyone to know that. Gunnar Hansen, the original Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas? Texas. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Wait, wait, who's drunk here? Is it me or you? I forgot. Well, I'm saying it wrong. You're just hearing it wrong. You said Texas Chainsaw. I know that. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, just, I said it right. You just heard it. Oh, okay. Now, Gunnar Hansen, I have no idea who that is. Some actors from Freddy vs. Uh, Jason, multiple people from Cabin Fever, never heard of it. Wait, Someone wait, I think, I'm, I think I'm realizing something. So last year on American Horror Story, when they had Bloody Face, was that supposed to be like kind of a reference Bloody to Leatherface? Yeah. yeah. Who is? I uh, just got that, everyone. Thanks. Well played. Now, they're also going to be meeting Jen Justin, who was in American Horror Story. Who was she in American Horror Story? I would love to know that, and I don't. Well, maybe you should look it up on that handy internet thing that's in front of you. I am looking it the up, shiny right? box that While talks you're doing that, I will also say that on this list that Dead Redhead, Redhead gave us is the very specific entry, Someone from Donnie Darko. <laughs> I bet it's the rabbit. I'm really hoping it's the rabbit, but if it's <laughs> not, I hope it's the woman who doubts your commitment to sparkle motion. Uh, it could very well be. Either way, I'd be excited. I'm just sad that Ratzenberger canceled. Because <laughs> let's face it, that would be one of the only things I would actually be going there to see is, you know, John Ratzenberger. Cause... Yeah, I know. I know. To which I just get a message from my uh, significant other being like, I... Finally tune in, because I find headphones, and you're talking about Joey Fatone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Great! Oh! Yes, we are. Yes. Sorry, hon. Okay, and there's something called Shriek of the Sasquatch. I do not actually want to know what that is. Please that do not. That's like the world's worst furry porn. Can I yes, say please that? do not tell me anything else about this. Wow. No, the world's worst furry porn I've ever seen is a oh, real God. thing that you can actually download from Amazon, and I forget the exact title, Thank but God. it's legit about a were-hedgehog. And yet, at the same time, you said the worst thing I've ever seen, meaning you just confessed to everyone listening that you've watched it. No, I've seen the cover of the ebook. Damn! Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's about... A were hedgehog and a woman, and they fall in love. Okay, that's. Let that sink in for you guys. I, I, I'm. I need to go get some brain bleach. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Ponies are cool. Hedgehogs are weird, but ponies are cool. I don't get it. Hedgehogs have spines. No, it's the furry thing that freaks me out. The furry thing freaks us all out. There's no question about that. Oh, uh, Travis Ritchie's in not Inspector Spacetime Kickstarter has been rebooted. Woohoo! Uh, Actually, we're totally allowed to call it Inspector Spacetime. He's just not. He's not. He's not allowed to. But so, we if you're looking it up on Kickstarter, it's the untitled series, the untitled web series about a space traveler who also travels through time. And I've got to tell you. They added a whole bunch more people to it uh, in the reboot. They, they added uh, more? More! Chase Masterson, they added. They added all sorts of things, and it looks like fun, and I want to watch it, so everyone back it, because they need like $100,000, dudes. Seriously. Yeah. But yeah. but you know what? They've gotten 2000 in the space of the last like two hours, so we can totes do this. 
absolutely could, could do this and we should do it because it's something that needs to be done. This one really, really needs to be funded. It needs to be made. This voice needs to be heard. Absolutely. This is more important than the, than the pretend stand for the iPhone. This is more important than ponies. Okay, seriously. <laughs> Stop making fun of Julie. She's I never going to be on the show again okay. and we'll be sad. Well, it's... it's You're going to make me cry. It's like going to think you but, hate but, me. But, but, Let's okay. talk about something happy. Let's talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I oh my god, seen it was it. good. Oh, was that not the best? Seriously? It's I hear they really insulted cosplayers, though. What? No. They didn't insult cosplayers. It was actually really funny. It was a very, very funny line. It was a very Joss Whedon line. It was very much so a wink to the audience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was... I haven't seen it yet. I've just heard. I'm, like, totally going on what I've seen on my Facebook feed. <laughs> it, was, it was basically making fun of fangirls in a way, but in a, like, really amusing way. Okay. You know, the, it's kind of like the cumber bitches who just go way too, like, overboard about a dude who looks like an otter. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What have you got about Benedict Cumberbatch? He looks like an otter. He does not look like an otter. Otters are adorable. He is also adorable, but he does not look like an otter. I would just like to say that I have been defending your position on ponies for half an hour, <laughs> and now I'm not going to anymore because no, you I, have insulted. No, I'm not. I love Sherlock. Are you kidding me? I had my girlfriend watch it. <laughs> I just I, finished rewatching it today. I finally rewatched Solid season one. I need to start rewatching series two. I, I feel the like we is- need to give Kendra a pet name. My Kendra? Yes. I, I feel like we need to call her, like, Ken Ken or something. I'm not sure why I feel no. this need. No. No? No. <laughs> I feel like Julie bad. might be getting this through. <laughs> is she going to kill me? But the answer hmm. is no. Hmm. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Unless right. you want a derby broad, like, all up in your business. She goes redneck on you. I really don't think you want that. I don't know what that means. Probably a bad idea, Kriana. So anyway, back to Agents of of Shield. Back to Agents of Shield. Funny. Agents of Shield. What? Oh yes. You know there was a lot of complaining uh, on the uh, internet trolls about. Well, it was it was so superficial, and the effects weren't all that great. I mean, they're, it's a this teenage is not, show. You know, you know who said dollars. that? Guys who are sweaty and have bad skin and live in their mom's basement and need to feel okay, superior. Okay, they live in their mom's basement and guys. That's me. So, wait, <laughs> <laughs> are you sweaty all the time? Like, all right. Kinda, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. But I mean, all of those things need to come together, so clearly you weren't saying that. So what did you think of Clark Gregg as Agent Coulson? Did he carry the show? I actually really liked Clark Gregg to begin with, and I think it's very... I loved seeing the little tete-a-tete between him and Hill, because he and Colby Smulders are married in real life. Oh, they are? So just yeah. Seeing the, yeah. 
things I didn't know. See? Uh, so it was kind of cool to see the little play because they actually get a lot of um, time with each other on in the movie. Yeah. And it was it was kind of nice just to sort of see that little tete-a-tete and have them have a little bit of fun on the show. But, yeah, he did sort of carry it with that wink and nod thing, but that makes me really happy because I was hoping it wasn't going to focus on Ward. Right. Uh, well, thank God, yeah, because Ward is basically right now a cardboard cutout more than anything else. He's the least impressive of all the characters at this point. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I will admit um, that I saw about two minutes of this um, when I turned it on and didn't realize what I was watching. And before I realized what I was watching, I was sitting there saying, you know what, this is really kind of fun. You know what this feels like? This feels like a Joss Whedon show. And then you found out what it was. So it was kind of, it was like um, what we said about Cabin in the Woods when we finally saw it, which was, it was familiar, but not so familiar that it was boring. Right. It's not expected. Yeah. The funny thing, and without being spoilerish with it, is everybody knows that Coulson dies in the Avengers movie. Do and, we know that? Well, yeah, actually, we do know that because they make jokes about it behind his back through the entire episode. And it's one of the most endearingly uncomfortable bits I've seen, and I hope they keep it up. Me too. Oh, I wondered if we all just went dead at that point. I thought we might have too, so I tested it. What happened? So speaking of Whedon stuff, go. Yes, my dear. Because I am going to be the queen of segues tonight. Well, Tell uh, us about the Serenity comic. Um, the interesting thing about the new Serenity comic, uh, which is uh, Dark Horse has been uh, playing with for a while and it's finally coming out. Um, it's going to take place immediately after the film ends. So you in get to that, find out if Zoe was pregnant. <gasps> well, you get to find out a lot of things. You, but the fact that, yes. Did somebody get cut off again? No. What's going on? Okay. I don't know. I keep hearing people stop and start. Hmm. Let me try this. Try that. See if it works. But what's going to happen is right at the point where they have exposed the whole uh, planet in uh, Serenity, that's where it picks up. And this is going to be... So the, they have the comic series that kind of filled in the gap right. between the show and the movie. Right. And, and this they is now had... Um, was the Shepherd book one standalone? A prequel. Yeah, it was a prequel standalone. Okay. So yeah. I have a whole bunch of things to read because I haven't actually read any of them beyond the first issue of the ones between the show and the movie. <laughs> Here's the quote. 
Uh, Mal and the crew are recouping from their recent strike against the Alliance where they exposed the creation of the Reavers. River is now the co-pilot chair and, and a very pregnant Zoe is reeling from the death of her husband. So, yeah, I mean, this sounds really, really interesting and really, really This baby is going to be beautiful. <laughs> no, like, seriously, they're going to make be a beautiful, beautiful child. I'm really excited about it. It, sound, it sounds like it's going to be really, really impressive. I'm really, this, this is going to be one of my, yeah, we've got to have this one deals. Yeah. <sighs> Where are we going? What else? What else is going on? I don't know. I declared oh. myself queen of segways and then didn't have a good one. Okay. Uh, you wanted to talk about a book? I did want to talk about a book because I always want to talk about books. Okay. Um, well, you're the Zumber and you get to do that. I am. And it's banned book week. And usually I do a thing for that. But this year I forgot. Well, you can do it Sorry. next week. You can do it. Last week was banned book week. And here you are. You can. If you want, I'm good with that. Okay, cool. Um, but a book that has not yet been banned, but might be, who knows? We'll find out. Um, is called Anatomy of Steampunk. Um, and friend of the show, Eileen the Peacemaker, also known as Diana, um, who we've interviewed before, who is amazing and runs the blog, over at Beyond Victoriana Multicultural Steampunk, um, wrote the introduction, which is about, you know, which is kind of a Steampunk 101. And the interesting thing about this book is that most Steampunk things are, you know, story collections um, or novels, stuff like that. This is actually a look at... Um, not just steampunk fashion and inspiration photos, it also has instructions for 10 different projects that you can do yourself. Oh, very cool. Um, and it's got uh, profiles of famous steampunk cosplayers and their, uh, their looks and how they were inspired and things like that. I was not very eloquent just now, but it looks like a really awesome book, and there's going to be a link to it, and you should go check it out, because it explains itself better than I just explained it. Oh, you actually did pretty good. You oh, actually did pretty good. That's nice of you to say. Well, I have my nice moments. That was one of them. I don't have too many of them anymore, but it's very cool, it, I, and I love the graphic on the front. Yeah. The cover graphic is really, really beautiful. Ah, Kriana. What? You wanted to talk about Penny Dreadful, did you? No, it just looked like something we would talk about. Well, what is it? A show on Showtime that's happening. There's a there's a teaser. What's it about? Not a clue. Gothic Actually, no, nobody nobody knows what it is. It's just sort of creepy. Mysterious tattoos, Frankenstein-y scars, and a werewolf transformation on Showtime. Hmm. Okay. 
They don't really say much about it, do they? Well, no, because nobody knows anything about it, and the teaser doesn't give much away, but it, it kind of looks creepy. So cool. <laughs> that, that's all I had. And that's all you had about it. Okay. I was going to talk about killer robots. Go for uh, it. Well, I just thought, you know, I was, I was reading this, this article on uh, science.com about uh, how they're using abandoned F-15s uh, that, that are basically really old fighter jets, and they're setting them up uh, to basically be flown as drones so that they don't need to put pilots in them to do overflights for the military and stuff. And I'm reading this article, and it says... The campaign to stop killer robots has given some serious problems about this. And I thought it was a joke. Turns out it's not a joke that there actually is this international consortium of, of scientists and philosophers called the Campaign to Stop Killer Robots. I mean, literally, here is, here is science fiction come back to kick us in the ass and bite us. It's... it's Kind of um, weird, uh, you know. On, in September, France, uh, along with the United Nations Office for Dis Disarmament Affairs, held a seminar for interested governments on fully autonomous weapon systems. And I mean, is this this is like the one of the worst dystopian aspects of science fiction is the, the killer robot concept, and we're there. This is a horribly uncomfortable thought. I mean, I got nothing else besides that at this point, so, you know. Hmm. It's just one of those things that was I thought was either a joke or, or, or a science fiction story pitch, and, and, or it sounds like Terminator, Rise of the Machine, and uh, it's freaking real. I feel like this has been going on, though. Like, I don't know how scary I actually find it, just because I feel like we've been using robots and unmanned stuff for so long that... I don't know. If, if you look at the second and third Terminator movies, that's kind of the whole point. We became complacent with their use to the point at which Skynet became available and they became autonomous. And, uh, I mean, there are enough world, worldwide scientific people saying, uh, yeah, it's about time we started talking about it. Uh, the UK in June, uh, in the House of Commons, uh, actually had a, uh, a debate for two and a half hours uh, raised numerous concerns warranting further deliberation uh, that fully autonomous weapons uh, should not be uh, dismissed. And uh, Well, no, I don't think they should be dismissed. I'm just, I don't know. I mean, when the Germans are concerned about it, you know you got a problem. Here's <laughs> my thing with this, though. To quote Under the Dome, well, oh to God. paraphrase the okay. TV show Under the Dome, how do you know the government didn't do it? Answer, it works. 
<laughs> I feel like... I don't know. I feel like the technology is not advanced enough to be freaking out about this. I don't think I freaking feel like out... It's, I feel like it's a distraction. I don't, I don't know if freaking out is the... What they're, well, to they're be even, concerned about it. I mean, the point is be aware, be concerned now, so that one day you don't turn around and go, oh, shit. I mean, I have ethical problems with not putting yourself in at least a little bit of danger if your plan is to go kill people. I feel like you have to take on some risk if your plan is to go kill people. But other than that, I don't know that... I mean, these are basically... It's it's an interesting question, and I think uh, the fact that it's getting a little bit of worldwide uh, talk and concern is bears some thought. Which brings us to our poll. <laughs> speaking of thoughts, speaking of thoughts, here's here's one that we actually put some thought into. Uh, what's your favorite science fiction sport? Um, Hunger Games. I don't know that that's actually a sport. More than um, you better believe it's a sport. Well, whatever it happens in an arena, it's a sport. Happens in an arena? No, it happens outside. How about I don't care. Okay, sports are stupid. That's how I feel. Okay, thanks for playing the game. You're welcome. <laughs> Coming in in third place. The games of Tron, especially light cycle racing. And there were actually a number of people who voted for that. Uh, coming in second was Quidditch, which I think is the silliest thing in the universe. Because there's um, no way. Yes. Quidditch is in no way sillier than actual sports that exist. <sighs> like, rugby is pretty much the result of a bunch of drunk guys getting together and saying... How silly can we make soccer? And they quite well succeeded at making it. They really it did. And Quidditch is a lot less silly than rugby, so... But nowhere near as silly as squash. But that's my point. Exactly. And coming in at number one is Rollerball, but only the James Caan movie, not the remake, which was just terrible. So that was our poll, and until Facebook gets their shit together... Uh, we're going to ha have to keep doing these piecemeal polls and trying to make stuff happen. And we will continue to do so. That being the case, you know what? I don't know that we have anything else to deal with, do we? I know, I know one thing we have to deal with. Yes, my dear. What is that? The end music. That kind of works for me. And we would have a coming up calendar... But we don't have a coming up calendar because we don't know what's coming up, do we? It's a surprise. It's going to be a surprise. Kriana, I know this is dangerous to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh-oh. You think, yeah. <laughs> um, I stall for time. So, you know, as we're talking about the, the people we'd like to have on in the next couple of weeks, he stalls for time and times for stalls. And, uh, uh, you make really, sure you, you show really up suck at Criticon. this. You really suck at this. Yeah, not as much How as about you. How saying something like, Julie, thanks for being on with about two seconds notice, and we I love you even that. if you're a female brony, because I forgot the word for that. Don't worry about it. It's all good. 
Um, <laughs> so now I'm going to say that Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic Con, Granite Con, which is this weekend, Rhode Island Comic Con, and ComicArtHouse.com. Visit ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by the Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD, Heldefolk, at RobWattsOnline.com. Dome. Our guest tonight has been Julie Meyer, who came on on short notice. Mayors. 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 Dome, and you suck at names. We know it's, this. Look, my last name's German, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> And if the Germans are worried about it, then we have to really think. Exactly. <laughs> there is no Panzer outside of That's your right. area. We speak German, the bell rings again. We still speak German. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and anybody who gets that is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing. Jon Snow. <laughs> hey, hey. I am very proud of my porn snow that I've drawn, and you can use that as the thumbnail. There we my go. Goodness. Julie, thank you so much. We'll see you at GraniteCon in two days. Woohoo! Listening to us on Saturday. We'll see you again tomorrow. <laughs> From the Revere Time Vortex, it's the sweetheart of the soundboard, the woman with a bottle in one hand and a cat in the other, Kriana, and Grammar Girl Zombrarian. Thank you very much, ladies. Yeah, yeah, bye and stuff. Good night. This is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. I know. <laughs>